0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. I've been telling you for years. Collegefootballnews.com is oh, it's my favorite college football site. And Pete Futek, who runs and publishes the site, knows everything about everything. Game previews, team previews, gambling insight. You name it. He knows it. Plus, he's got his eyes set on bracketology as well. He's back on the show. Pete, good afternoon. Thanks for coming back on.
1: Putting that play-in music. right? I was waiting for the Hauhau Werewolves of London. I forgot yeah. it, whatever that other <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, That is a
0: great part of the song. Um, I wanted to ask you this because you watch a lot of college football. Have you ever been concerned about the length of games or the average length of a game? I mean, has it ever crossed your mind when you're at a game
1: or watching it? A thousand times a day, because uh, the problem is, remember, I watch. I have to watch everything. And so I don't really watch halftime shows or pay attention to that because if there's a halftime happening, then one of the you know, screens in my office goes to another uh, game or something for the sound. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, that game came back. And then I cut back to it. This year I was doing a, a show while this was all happening, so I just cut to something else. But, like, the times are too long. They, they, I mean, I, I cry when I see an NFL halftime. Like, wait, that's it? It's like, it's like so fast and these games are too long. They just, they take for forever. And I do get the, where these are coming from, where they're saying, well, the, you know, player safety and all that kind of, but the part of the thing is, and I kind of tell everyone, just give it a while. Don't get too into what happened in the first half because these games take forever and there's always time for everyone to come back.
2: Pete. You're telling me you don't enjoy the pageantry of the marching bands and their formations on the field? My you, goodness. Can get,
1: uh, you can get out there and do your ode to Broadway and do whatever it is. You know, your rendition of cats and all that kind of stuff in 12 minutes and get back off. It's fine. You can still do. It. Of course, that's part of it. Of course that's you, you do need the flavor of it. And, and I, it's so funny because I, the, the logistics of this are so much different than the NFL. Forget the, the bands for a second, which yeah, you, you, that's part of it. Of course, people want to come there and see the bands. That's part of the, you know, the show and the college feel and the atmosphere. Uh, But the logistics of like the concessions and all, everyone's got to get everybody in place and all the, it's not clockwork like it is in the NFL and these antiquated stadiums. uh, It's really, really hard to do everything everyone needs to do for a halftime, all the business sides of things in less than, you know, the 20 minutes or so it takes. And I know it's supposedly 16 minutes or whatever the official time is. There's no way that's less than 25 minutes. And it just sucks the life out of games.
2: Uh, Pete, I'm curious who you think is behind this. I mean, I can't imagine they've ever pulled the fans and asked them. It sounds to me like something that has to do with television.
1: Well, you'd think, but the problem is you tell, tell me you have to figure it out because like I just said, I mean, most regular fans are going to go watch something else. I mean, because if there's 50 games on at once, and you know you've got a solid twenty four minute block where you you're just either to get up and you know go talk to your family or do something else or uh watch something else No one's going to stick around for those half times anymore because it's so it's better to get the commercials in during the game itself so if you can figure that how how to do it uh, but they're, they're not, i'm talking about half times like they're going to do something that's not even on the table they're talking about uh reducing the length of game, just better pacing. Uh, but the impetus is supposedly be, not television, it's lawsuits because everyone's all worried about player safety, which I'm a thousand percent for, but outside of, you know, there's, there's no such thing as a safe play, whether it's the first or the, you know, 54th play of the game in football. And they're kind of saying, well, if, you know, you're running more plays that player safety is an issue, but I don't think that's going to stop anybody from uh, you know, keeping away from the liability of what happens with injuries in football.
0: You know, it's funny, Pete, for me, and I was thinking about this today, like when I'm at a game or I'm watching a game on TV, like all the proposed rule changes, they don't really come into my mind. The two biggest things that I think of are how many replays there are, and then, of course, the three-minute and 30-second commercial break. Those are the two biggest issues, but I understand the networks are not going to reduce their commercial time, but... Maybe they can reduce some of the replays throughout the course of a
1: game. Oh dear God, the the Fox commercials, like every I mean, <laughs> the, the, try watching Ohio State Michigan. That took I, I no joke. That took six hours and seventeen minutes to get through. I mean, because they had a commercial break after everything. I don't have a problem with the replay. I, I just I, I I get that, and the problem with that is you're not monetizing it unless you're jumping away for a commercial real quick, and you can figure out how to do that. So that I don't really have a problem with because. I, I am a huge proponent of replay, and I think the college version is so much better than the, the NFL type where uh, you have to throw the flag and challenge all this. I, I do like the way the college does it, so, and it's not that long, and the time we spend complaining about uh, a missed call or a bad play is more than the, the, you know, the 78 seconds or so it takes to re- replay a game, to replay a, a, a play.
2: Pete, we this is a subject close to our hearts out here in the West. The Pac-12 still hasn't got anything done with the media rights. What what are you hearing with that, and what do you expect to happen in the end? I
1: have no idea how they screwed this up so bad. And uh, the problem is, it's like no know, know your value, know who you are. And this idea that the big 12 is all of a sudden, you know, I have a chair, king of the castle, you know, who, who's the big 12 without Texas and Oklahoma, like the, your, who's your anchor tenant in the mall. Now your biggest program, your biggest school is BYU. I mean, it's kind of, that's the only one that has a lot of national interest to, you know, for basketball certainly, but that's not what we're talking about with expansion because basketball just doesn't move the needle. It's football. And not, they don't have outside of Kansas, they don't have any of the the main schools in the state necessarily. They don't have the University of Texas or University of Oklahoma or Iowa or you know they they don't have the University of Utah, even though BYU is massive. So. Yeah, you know, it's they don't have TV markets, they don't have media markets. They do have a lot of fan interest because in a lot of these places they don't have pro sports to fall back on. And meanwhile, you got the opposite with the Pac-12. You've got the media markets. You just need the fan interest to be there. But you've got a, you've got a Phoenix-Tempe area. You have got Seattle. You've got Portland. You've got you know California, uh, uh, San Francisco, which is obviously death when it comes to Stanford and Cal. But you still have that market. Now you just got to figure out a way to get people to care enough to watch. And I think they will like, look, this year's going to be interesting because the PAC 12 might be the most interesting conference in college football in terms of star power. You start with Dion. He alone is going to all of a sudden get people to want to watch the PAC 12. You got the reigning Heisman trophy winner and whatever that's going to be at USC this year. You get Bo Nix back there at Oregon. You got the nation's leading passer returning and Michael Penix of Washington. There's a lot to like <laughs> in the Pac-12 this year, and now just you got to figure out a media deal to get people to watch it. Hey, Pete, who's your
0: way-too-early favorite in the Pac-12? Uh, you, you hit on all the high points there. I can't wait to see it with all the star power coming back, but who do you think's got the edge?
1: Well, does USC have a defense yet? Because if USC's defense has shown up, then that's it. I mean, that's your, that's your thing. <coughs> Excuse me, I took my phone. So what you obviously really want, is it would be a huge win for the Pac-12 if your Pac-12 championship was Washington, Arizona would be the dream, but like, you know, or Oregon and Arizona. So just two outside the USC, UCLA world, just to kind of show that your powerhouses are still there. It would be a massive thing to get one of your, you know, the staying around Pac-12 teams to get into the college football playoff. Uh, But, you know, again, you're going to have a fun conference this year. You're going to have firefights left and right. You're going to have all the quarterback star power. Like, you know, Oregon State's good. Washington State's going to be interesting. Utah's the defending champ. Arizona and Arizona State are going to be better. You know, it's just, it's a good conference. And now just they got to figure out a way to get more people to want to watch it. place.
2: Okay. You mentioned Oregon State. What about DJU showing up at Oregon State? What do you expect from him? I mean, we're not quite sure how is that gonna work out?
1: I am such a f I've been a fan. I'm a I'm a tools guy fan when it comes to NFL prospects and you know, do do they have the stuff? Do they have the basics to be at an NFL level? And you wanna talk about central casting in so many ways in terms of what the guy's got. DJ William's got every he's got the size, got the mobility, got the arm. He just seems like one of those quarterbacks. And it happens, you know, it happens to like Kenny Pickett blossomed in his 12th year at Pitt. You know, (laughs) Joe Burrow was just okay for a while and then all of a sudden became Joe Burrow. You know, sometimes quarterbacks just need a lot of at-bats. They just need that time in the system. And all of a sudden, everything kind of slows down a little bit. It just seems like he was playing so careful at Clemson. It was like he was kind of coached a certain way. I want to see him get there and just turn it loose and just, you know, rip it and just show what he's got. Cause the the guys, I mean, that is the guy with number one overall draft pick tools. It just has to come together for him in terms of just being an all around quarterback. But yeah, that's I, like, I, at first when I saw he was transferring, okay. He's, well, he's going to Oregon. Okay. Not shocking. Wait, Oregon state. Wow. Huge. <laughs> you know, so that's he's that level of a talent, but again, He's got to be more consistent. He's got to be sharper, and he's got to be more decisive. And it just seems like he's one of those guys that if he just can be a little more patient, all of a sudden it is all there to be special.
0: We're talking with Pete Futek, uh, the publisher of uh, collegefootballnews.com. One question for you. Who is the real number one in college basketball? Do we know?
1: I don't, we can't really say Alabama right now cuz that's just all icky and scary. Oh. Uh it it's it's Kansas. I mean Kansas is the best team. I mean just look, I've I'm, I'm a football guy. Obviously that's where I all my studying and all my research and everything else do, but this time of year we pivot to to basketball cuz that's what people care about. Uh and so I don't do the the background research to know everything about every player like there is in football, but at this point we know what we got. And, look, Kansas is just – they're the best team in the, by far the best conference in college, uh, college basketball. UCLA's up there. I think UCLA, Arizona, I think are being undervalued here compared to all the love that's being given to the Big 12. Uh, Alabama's fine, but this is all going to implode fast. Houston, no, that's not it. Uh, so, right now, I would probably have to say Kansas and then UCLA, Arizona, right very close behind them.
0: All right. Follow him on Twitter at Pete dot Collegefootballnews.com is the website. It's awesome. Pete, always appreciate the time, man. Enjoy the uh, bracketology, and uh, we'll catch up in the future. Have a good one, guys. You got it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? Ooh, a book club.
1: Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.